you don't want to go somewhere where you're going to ride the bench for for three or four years. Um, that's just going to kill your development. You have to you have to play. You know, the more you can play, the better. Welcome back to the Baseball Playground. This is your host, Jacob O'Dell. Matt McGowan. And today we have a very special guest. His name is Danny Wirth, and he played for Pepperdine University, played for the Tigers and the Astros, but he's now the assistant coach back at Pepperdine after having an awesome career and has been there for, what, five years now? Yep. Five years, man. That's awesome. So lots of value to be brought just for you know coming on the show, so thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. The show, Danny, just so you know, I don't know if you've seen any episodes or not, but it's it's all about getting information out to to high school kids or JUCO kids, college kids, anyone who, you know, has the dream of playing at the next level. And we want to definitely have, you know, guys on that that have been around and been at that next level. You know, as a coach, first thing I want to ask is when you go and scout scout players, what do you look for? Oh man, we look for everything. Um Obviously, you're looking for for guys that could help us win. Um, looking for guys who could step right in and, and start, you know, year one and be here for three or four years on the field. But you know, there's there's a lot more. It's uh, try to dive into their character. Try to you know uh, get to know them. Make sure that you're going to enjoy being around them for three or four years. Um, you know, enjoy them on the field and their company and their family. Um, talk to their high school coaches and you know, get a feel for all that. Talk to everyone. Uh, so for us at Pepperdine, if there's any bad news we get or anything, um, any weirdness, any, you know, being a bad teammate, bad worker, uh, you know, and we'll stay away from, from that recruit, um, regardless of how good they are. But, uh, you'd be surprised how many, uh, you know, stuff we hear, um, just talking to everyone. So, you know, try to do our homework and try to, uh, bring on good people and, and hard workers, good players. At what age are you guys starting to look for ball players? Um, for us, I mean, we'll look at high school players. Um, we're not going to look at seventh or eighth graders, you know, and that stuff goes around, you know, you hear about that. But, uh, yeah, we're just looking at high school players. The older, the better. You know what you're going to get. Um, you know, the younger you recruit guys, the more of a gamble it is, right? Uh, all the development that, that goes on in those important years, you don't know how they're going to turn out, what's going to happen, Um other bodies are even going to be um, maturing too. So yeah, uh, the later the better. What's the average scholarship offer someone's given? Because you know, back in the day, everyone's like, "Oh, I got a full ride," but that's just not that's not reality. That's not that's not how it is typically anymore. And you know, with the you know eleven point seven scholarships, what's an average, if, if any? I mean, is it twenty twenty five percent, fifty percent, or or do you you know? base it off of you know you know positions and and things like that yeah it's all different um you know every school is different i'd imagine uh you know you have your 11.7 and most schools have that some schools don't even have 11.7 you have your 11.7 and then every school is different with their academic aid they could give their financial aid they could give so you know when you're looking at total scholarships it's not really uh, 11.7 fair game for everyone um every school is different uh and yeah, I think uh, the average scholarship for us, we try to try to divvy it up as much as we can. Um, try to look for academic people that could come in and get some help with some academic aid at our school, some financial aid recipients. Uh, you know, plug the numbers 
see uh, if there's anything I could pop out that that's a match. But uh, yeah, we tried to disperse it as evenly as possible. And of course, you need your you need your heavy hitters up the middle. You know, you need your your weekend arms. Um, you need pitching. So yeah, there's some important pieces there. But um, try to just divvy it up as much as you can. That's the that's the thing about being a recruiter and a coach. Absolutely, I'm glad you brought that up. Being a recruiter and a coach. What is the quickest way when you go see a player that someone gets crossed off your list? Oh, bad body language, you know, something weird that happens in the game, arguing with an umpire or coach or arguing with a parent. Um, you know, you, you go to so many games, you've seen it all uh, kind of thing. And um, I'd imagine the, the college coaches that have been doing this a lot longer than me have seen everything. Um, but, yeah, any, any any weirdness like that, you know, that's uh, kind of – you know, if you could see a little chink in their in their character, you know, in one game, um, you know, that stuff's going to be heightened in a, in a three or four year span. And what are you seeing or what do you believe that a player can do better to be seen and to stand out while being recruited? Play the game hard, play the game like you play it, uh, you know, go to I, I, I think going to college camps, uh, the colleges that you're interested in. Um, that's probably the best way to be seen. You're up close and personal with the college coaches that you want to be coached by in the program you want to be with, um, trying to make a, an impression in a one or two day camp, whatever it is, uh, you know, even if you don't or you don't think you do. There's there's notes being taken on you. There's mental notes being taken on you. They're going to follow you for for another year or so or longer. And, uh, you know, they're going to track your development um, if you go to a camper at a young age. So I think that's the best way. And then, uh, yeah, just be with, uh, just try to find good uh, coaches, travel coaches, good high school coaches to be with. You want to surround yourself with good people, people that are going to help you develop and help you grow as a person, as a player year round. So, you know, if you're around good people for all those years, those important years, it's, you know, good things are going to happen. I think that's a great point you brought up about the prospect camps. I'm a big believer in those. I think the players need to be seen because I think you have to find out what, you know, what you're worth and what you're going up against. Do you make every kid for, that you sign go to one of your camps, at least one of your camps or, you know, because typically when you talk to coaches, it's, yeah, they, they have to come to a camp and I have to see them. We don't make them come to our camps, but we, you know, when we try to invite players that we're interested in. Our camps are small. You know, there's there's 30 to 50 guys at every camp, you know, maybe more sometimes. But um, we try to just invite guys that we're interested in recruiting. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's it's open invitation, of course. People show up um, unannounced and, you know, we're pleasantly surprised a lot. But, uh, yeah, uh, we don't make them come in order to, to commit them. But it's, it's good. We like to get a vibe with them up close and personal. We like to try to get to know them, talk to them you know, mingle with them, see how they interact with other guys at the camp, see how they act in the dugout in between the innings um, when we play a game, all that stuff we pay attention to. Awesome. And how many times or how often are you going out and going to these high school players' games? Uh, that's not – that's always happening. So recruiting season, it's opening up in March coming up here. Um, it's going to go to uh, the beginning of summer, and then we get a little break, I think. Um yeah, we'll be we'll be, you know, looking at games to go to almost daily um, if we can make them. You know, we we never miss our games at Pepperdine. Um, all of us coaches always attend our games. Of course, you hear of programs that have coaches that miss their own games a lot, but uh, 
um, our guys come first and, you know, we try to uh, schedule stuff around it. You talked about surrounding yourself with good people and, and, and being, you know, in positive situations where, where you're going to be able to, you know, grow and develop. What would you tell these, these high school coaches that, that don't reach out to, to colleges or don't, you know, really showcase their guys, how can they get better? Um, or what recommendations do you have for them, uh, to help their guys get seen? Uh, if, if, if I was doing nothing and I was their high school coach, um, I would have a meeting with everyone on the team. I would say, give me your, give me your 10 best schools that you, that you're interested in going to right now. And maybe that list would continually being updated throughout the years and they would give me their 10 schools and I would reach out to those schools as a coach personally with the email or a, a phone call text and just say, Hey, you know, Johnny, uh, Johnny Smith here. He's, you know, this kind of player, he's interested in your school. Just want to put him on your radar. Um, maybe send some video, uh, you know, and that's the, that's, that's good enough. And that, that, that should get guys going. Yeah. I mean, as a coach, you know, I talk to other coaches all the time and, and I'm always like, hey, have you reached out? This kid's really good. Or that, you know, I really like this kid. You know, is anyone looking at him? And consistently it's, yeah, no, no one's really looking at him. Like he plays on this travel team. And, and I think with travel baseball being so uh, big, especially in our area, um, you know, they kind of feel like the travel ball coaches should be doing that stuff for the travel ball teams where I, I'm a firm believer. And, and you know this, you know, I, I, I love calling coaches and, and, you know, if I have to be annoying, uh, then I'm annoying. And, and just to make sure my guys get, um, get seen or get an opportunity. I feel like so many coaches really need to hear that. Yeah. Reach out, let, let people know, because I think it does make a difference. Yeah. I love when a coach reaches out and says, Hey, I got a player for you. You know, I don't even care if it's a bad player or a good player or what, just that Pepperdine's being thought of and that there's a connection and people, you know, pulling for the program. Um, they recognize a player that could help us and impact us in a positive way, you know, regardless of the outcome. I love it. What's some advice that you can give to a junior or a senior that's looking to go play at Pepperdine who wants to get into contact with you, who wants to go to a camp? What kind of opportunities are there for them at this moment? We have prospect camps, uh, I think six, seven a year. Um, our emails are on the website. You could email personal videos as much as you'd like. Um, that's a great way to be seen. We check our emails daily. Um, I think that's the best way. Have your coach reach out, uh, you know, talk to your high school coach, talk to your travel coach, whoever it is. Um, you know, send send emails uh, with, with all the different ways um, there's, you know, there's no excuse not to not to try and you know go for it. Yeah, and how does someone stand out in an email where you're like, okay, I'm gonna open up this kid's email because I'm sure you guys get flooded with kids' emails, um, you know, especially the times that recruitment areas do come around. Yeah, I'd just uh, I would put all the basics in there. I'd, I'd put your you know your GPA, maybe a copy of your transcripts if you're in your junior senior year. Um, some high school stats, some summer stats, if you'd like, even though high school stats are more important. Um, I think, uh, you know, all your coaches contacts, um, that's helpful. And then a short video, maybe one to two minutes, just showcasing kind of here's, here's five ground balls I'm taking. Here's, you know, 10 swings I'm taking in BP. Here's a, a 60. Um, and here's some live action, you know, if you're, if their parents or coaches could capture some. 
Absolutely. Definitely parents will capture it, right? I mean, you've been to games. Yeah. Like every parent is on the fence taking video, which is great. That's that's what they need, and that's what, what might get them to the next level. Speaking specifically with Pepperdine, you're one of the, the few teams that I've seen and, and looked into that recruit outside of California. You know, a lot of the California teams really stick to California guys, and you guys are fortunate enough. I believe last year you had a guy from New York in the outfield, um, you had, you know, you get guys from all over the country. Um, I mean, I think that's amazing. I think that's awesome. I think it's, you know, tough enough to get into Pepperdine um, with the GPA and, and, and things like that. Give us a little bit more of the philosophy behind, you know, you're obviously going and finding the best players. So tell us the philosophy of Pepperdine and, and you know, how you guys do things. Yeah, it's, uh, we're so unique here. Um, we're unlike any other school. And a lot of the other California coaches, when I see them out, they laugh, uh, you know, if I'm in California a lot in the summertime or something, because they know we get guys across the country, but we're so unique. Um, we're nationally known, you know, everybody, everybody knows that we're on the beach. It's beautiful. It's a top academic school, has a lot to offer with all that stuff. So, you know, we, we go see a kid in New York, um, like our center fielder or, you know, a freshman kid this year from Boston, um, all the way over there, some Florida guys on our team, we, sh you know, they, they know what Pepperdine is and, you know, we're, we're traveling around the summer. We're constantly on flights, um, just trying to track those guys down that wouldn't want to be a part of the program. And uh, yeah, we're, we're talking to coaches all over the country always. Um, you know, I always think like, Oh, in the morning I'll do the East coast uh, calls and in the evening do the West coast calls um, as a recruiter. But uh yeah, it's uh, our our process is just finding all that all the stuff, the matches that I talked about earlier, um, guys that we think could help us, guys that you know we think are good guys that we want to be around for three or four years, and then you know we check all those boxes and uh, we try to make it happen. With the amount of kids that are inside of these portals and everything that you guys as coaches are looking at. How are you utilizing Max Preps, PBR, Perfect Game? How are you using their portals to assess what kind of kids you're looking for? Just for – are you talking transfer portal or are you talking high school? Like uh, high school. Like portals. Yeah, we look at all of it. So, you know, I'm almost looking at that stuff daily. Um, you know, you look at the rankings. You, you look at all those on Perfect Game, PBR, Max Press, all that stuff. Um, uh and you try to try to filter it out as best as you can. And, you know, you're reaching out to coaches from all those lists and just seeing who's even interested in Pepperdine or, you know, who'd want to jump on a phone call type of thing um, to get it started. But yeah, all that stuff's constant. Um, the best way is still looking at stats. So, you know, finding, finding uh, who's, who's performing the best. Uh, let's see the best players out there. Then let's reach out to them, see if they're interested in Pepperdine. Um, you know, guys who have come to camps in the past that we tag, you will, we follow them. We'll, we'll check their stats all the time, see how they're doing, see how they're progressing throughout the years. Uh, but yeah, all that stuff's constant. Yeah. I mean, you guys do a great job. Um, what statistically speaking, I mean, guys fall in your lap. I mean, the school is, is academically very tough, um, you know, and, and it's, it's like you said, it's unique. It's not like any other school. How often do you get, you know, that this walk on that just is like, wow, I didn't even know this. This guy wasn't even on my radar. He came to, he comes, he walks on. I mean, Pepperdine, you know, and the past I've know have had walk ons that, that make the roster and, and do well. 
So can you explain a little bit more about, you know, giving these kids an opportunity? You're not writing them off, even though, you know, they're a walk-on or they're not scholarship kids. Yeah. Every, everyone's story is different. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if you're recruited as a scholarship player or you're a walk-on, if you're, if you're the best player, you're going to play. Um, you know, I, I was recruited at Pepperdine myself as a spring senior sign in high school and then, you know, played shortstop for three years, uh, and then went on to pro ball. But, uh, yeah, everyone has a different story with that and it doesn't matter. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, every year there's, there's, there's surprises with guys making jumps in their development, um, whether you saw it or not. And, uh, you know, you just, you just keep on plugging away. Now, since you've seen both sides of the coin with recruitment now from, you know, being at Pepperdine, going through the whole process of going to the bigs, and then now you're the coach, what are kind of the compare and contrast that you see now from the experience that you went to during the recruitment process? Like 20 years ago when I went through it? Yeah, yeah. What's the difference back then to now? Man, there's so much more social media and everything is just out in the open to everyone, the rankings, the knowledge that, you know, a California high school player could have about a Florida high school player. It's insane. Um, you know, to compare when, when I was in high school, you, you know, we maybe knew some SoCal people, but never anyone from Texas or Florida or anything like that. And now all these, all these high school players, they're all connected. They're all playing these travel teams in the summer together. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a lot more pressure on them too. I think, um, you know, they're seeing a, a bigger uh, range of, of players out there. And, um, you know, sometimes I think it hurts them. They just have to focus on playing their game, you know, with their high school uh, and stuff like that. Um, and I think that would help them if they could do that more. But, uh, you know, they're, they're going to miss high school baseball. That's for sure. Um, it gets harder and, you know, college is a blast. That's why I'm back coaching at Pepperdine. I loved it, but every step gets a little harder, a little less fun, especially in pro ball. So it's more of a business. I'm glad you brought that up uh, about 20 years ago. What, what's the difference? Because a lot of parents, you know, that, you know, played baseball or things like that went through that same process. The biggest thing for me is how can we, you know, help parents understand the process, right? Like, because so many times players are influenced by their parents and, and which, you know, Hey, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to see this guy. You need to see that guy. You need to go to this hitting coach, that hitting coach, things like that. What advice would you give to a parent that wants to get their, their, their son to the next level and, and really is kind of in a standstill process right now? Like, Oh, I don't really know what to do, but I know my kid can play. What, what's the best solution for them in terms of developing just in terms of being able to play at that next level, whether it's JUCO, whether it's D1, D2, D3, NAIA, um, I feel like so many parents, you know, unfortunately aren't realistic with their child and, and, and don't give them the right opportunity. I think they have to do their homework as best they can and try to find places for their, their kids to play. And that's, you know, it's easier said than done, but you know, you don't, you don't want to go somewhere where you're going to ride the bench for, for three or four years. Um, that's just going to kill your development. You have to, you have to play, you know, the more you can play, the better. Um, and at the end of the day, you could get a hitting lesson from a coach flipping, you know, 30 feet, 20 feet, 30 feet away and telling you how great your swing is after they do a couple drills with you or whatever. 
but the more you play and get reps off of, you know, good competition, um, the better you're going to be in the long run. So I think it's, uh, I think, you know, back to the pro ball, uh, high school and college and stuff. And I always think it's different. It's flip-flopped. Like, you know, a lot of, a lot of high school players, they want to go to the colleges with the best, best bells and whistles, um, and the brightest lights and the fanciest this and that. But, you know, when you get into pro ball, you don't care about any of that. You want to go to the best coach. You need to find the best coach to help you. And pro ball guys pay for it. They fly across the country to have an hour hitting session with guys just to get new knowledge and stuff like that. Um, and that might be a little overkill at the high school level, but uh, I just, I always see like high school guys, you know, they want to go where there's big football or there's this, or they get this kind of shoes. Um, you know, I don't know. I hear all the stuff, but uh, yeah, just play, go where you could play, go where you could find a good coach that's going to be there every day. Um, and, that kind of situation is going to make you better. Yeah. Lots of ego baseball, I would say of people who want to make their bubble bigger and their parents have this envision in their head of like, all right, my kid goes to, you know, Pepperdine. He's this big guy now rather than just going Juco, get the looks and get the experience. And my question for that is like, how many guys do you have that come from Juco NAI or even lower divisions uh, in the NCAA? Uh, we have one JUCO guy on our roster right now, and we have one transfer from a D2. Um, so, yeah, all uh, all high school guys besides that. Um, 37 guys on the team this year, uh, kind of a light load. But, yeah, 35 of those are high school uh, commits. Um, and we'd rather have high school guys. Uh, you know, the, the transfer portal rankings that are out nowadays uh, – you see that, you know, it's crazy. Um, you know, it's tough uh, being a parent committing to or having like I have young kids they are eight, six and four. If they play sports and they commit to a place that has a, you know, top 10 transfer ranking uh, school, you know, I don't know if they're going to be able to go there. Just They're just going to get older guys all the time. And, um, you know, I want I want for my kids, I'd want coaches that are going to be there for three, four years, developing them, being in good hands, um, and teaching them all the important things. Absolutely. I think that's, it shows a lot about a, a program's character, right? Um, you know, are they going to stick it out with you and, and, and develop you and get you better uh, to get you to that next level? And like your program, you know, you get guys in, to the pros every year. Um, it's it's not a shock to, you know, to go to the next level. Um, one of the biggest concerns that you, you see with a lot of players is, is the fact that their big concern is like, oh, well, I won't get seen. How big is it with you for Twitter or your program for Twitter or, you know, these other field levels or, or things like that, where you get to see guys, are you on constantly on there? Um, sometimes I'm on there. What would you, what would you say your, your participation uh, with those social media platforms are? Uh, almost daily. So Twitter, um, yeah, look at a daily uh, field level. It's great for connecting, getting contacts, being connected, um, get players pushed also in that portal. Uh, and, yeah, you just check all the stuff every day. It's uh, it's just looking for guys that could, that could be a part of the program and 
um, any way to find them uh, works. How does a kid though on Twitter get seen by you? Cause they, they just can't post it and then they pop up on your feed. So are they tagging you? Are they doing hashtags? What's the deal that they can get in front of your, you know, your eyes on your phone? Yeah, they're tagging. Uh, it's kind of the same thing. It's, it's a, it's a cheaper way than going to the college camps. You know, you could just make a video and, and, uh, tag a college coach on it. You know, it's free. Um, and really fast. So yeah, I, I like that, you know, it shows me that the guy's interested, uh, and I definitely look at him. Last three outs. Last three outs. Thank you so much for being here. We got three questions. We ask everybody. Number one, favorite food. Steak. Can't beat it. Number two, favorite movie. Oh, probably Braveheart. Wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> and Heavy, number th- I know. Got it's it a great movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. And number three, favorite baseball player. Either you played with or you looked up to or, you know, someone you coach. Oh, man. Um, had so many I've coached so far in these five years. Uh, but uh, favorite baseball player. I loved uh, Ian Kinsler. I got to play with him for one year up the middle um, in Detroit. And my last year with Detroit, his first year, he's just, he's just, he's the man. He's funny. He, he keeps it loose. He's a hard worker. He's passionate about it. Um, and yeah, I only got to play with him for a little bit, but I always looked up to him before uh, just being a yeah. fielder. Me too. I looked up to Ian Kinsler. I thought he was, he was awesome. And um, I would watch his, his games on YouTube or, you know, at, uh, cause I thought my swing was pretty close to his. So I'd always like see if my timing was the same. I'd stand there in front of the TV, make sure, Oh yeah. My timing and his timing were the same. He'd hit a bomb. I, I you know, I, I'd, I'd bloop a single. So, um, but you yeah, know. <laughs> he's one of those guys too. Nobody copies his swing. Like, you know, no one teaches his swing, but that guy raked and he was an all-star and an absolute stud. Um, but yeah, he's not like the, the picture perfect baseball swing that's taught <laughs> but he should be you know yeah he's an absolute stud yeah. yeah well thanks for coming on the show danny really danny, appreciate, truly it. appreciate it truly um, appreciate right, it thanks for having good me. luck to pepperdine this year excited to watch them excited to see see what you guys can do this year and uh if you're in omaha we'll definitely have another conversation all right sounds good thank you thank you go check out the baseball playground on instagram like, follow, uh, be obsessed with it. These guys are amazing.